We're learning the second Sikha of Chelik Tezayin on page 13 of Parshas Shemais. This shir is being learned to Nishmas Rab Yasef bin Yamin ben Rab Menashe Koltman. The Pasik here is speaking about when Moshe Rabbeinu was born and there was the Gzaira that all boys born should be thrown into the Nilos. So then his sister went and took him, placed him in a basket and put him al Sfasa Ya'ir. So what's the meaning of Sfasa Ya'ir? It could be translated in two ways. Either it could mean she placed him at the river bank, not in the water, or it could mean at the edge of the river, inside the water. Zok the Targum, so the Targum says al Kaif Nara, that she placed him on the river bank near the river. For some them is Mochach, so from this Targum it's clear. As Yecheved, Hotiteves Goime, this uh, basket with her brother, with Meisher Mitmeishen, Avegelek, Nittendem Yergufe. She didn't place him inside the water. Not if them Yaboshe Breg, Levendem Yer. Rather, she placed him on dry land, at the river bank, near the water. Aber, however, from Hemshechap Sipor, in Pasik is Mashma, when you look at the continuation of the story, it seems, as the Tevatzach Gefunen, Nittdeufen Svasayer that the basket with Moshe Rabbeinu was not at the river bank, nor in them suf was in them yoyer. It was in the swamp, which is inside the yoyer, inside the nilus. Of the Pasik zogd weiter, as the Pasik later says, Vatikra ki mishisihu, that the daughter of Pare, when she went and brought Moshe out of the water, and she didn't know who this is, and she gave him a name, what name does she give him? That I took him out of the water, minamayim. So it seems like that Moshe Rabbeinu was found in the water. So what happened over here? How did he end up in the water? Is this Masbid the Ragachover? So the Ragachover explains as follows. Since the Mitzrayim would serve the Nilos as their Avedizara, as their God. So Yecheved was not allowed to save Moshe by placing him into the actual Nilos itself. So the halach is, as metarzechnit banutzen bet avedizara, afilitzli batzala. You're not allowed to use avedizara even for the sake to save yourself. So we're here to save the life of Moshe Rabbeinu. As long as the nilos is being served as an avedizara, you're not allowed to use it to save his life. Undefar, so therefore, vatosim baso falsfasiyar. So she places him in the swamp, but it's really at the riverbank. It wasn't inside the water. After the Pasik says that the daughter of Parai goes down to, to bathe in the, in the river or into the Nilus, and Chazal tell us what does this mean? She didn't just simply go to bathe herself, but she She went down to wash herself off of the Avedizara of her father. So with this, she annulled the Avedizara of the Nilus. And Vishuv Basa Teva And then this basket with Meshar Rabbeinu flowed into the river. And now his, he could be in the river, and that's where his life is going to be saved. And it did float into the river. That's the Pshat of what happened over here. Now there's another Medrash that speaks about this as well. The Medrash Zak, the Medrash tells us, Why did they take Meshar Rabbeinu and throw him and put him into the, um, into the river, into the Nilus? In order that the astrologers in Mitzrayim should think that Meish Rabbeinu, the savior of the Yidin, was already thrown into the water 
and they should stop searching for who this, uh, who this child is, and that, and that Gzeda should be over. So the Rebbe explains, the Gzeda, this Gzeda, that every boy that's born should be thrown into the Nilus. How did this come about? It's because the astrologers saw as that the Savior of Yidin is going to be punished with water. That's what they saw. So the far hat Yecheved da reingeworfen, Meishen in Yair. So therefore Yecheved said, so let's take Meish Rabbeinu and throw him, so to speak, into the river. And then, Val Kivim Shehushlach Meishel Lemayim. Once Meish Rabbeinu was placed in the river, in this basket, Omru Kvar Mushlach Meishim Bemayim. So then they will see that, they'll, they'll know that Meish Rabbeinu was thrown into the water. And Velayach Pesu Achrov. And they won't anymore search for him. And Miyad Batlo Akzeira. And immediately after this ah happened, they actually annulled their decree. As it says, Batl Gavarim Dorichdem, Digzeira, Kolaben Ayiloy, Dayeri Tashlichu. So by placing Meish Rabbeinu in the basket, in the water, this annulled the decree of all children being thrown into the water. So now what comes out of here is as follows, that we have two different things that happened over here. Number one, when Meish Rabbeinu flows into the water, so this is at the time when the Avedizadeh of the Nilus was annulled, and also when Meish Rabbeinu was placed into the water, so this is what caused that the Gzeda of all the Bonim, all the boys born, should be thrown into the Nilos, was also annulled. So Ale and Yonim from Teres and Betachlis Adilk. Everything in Teres is precise. It's verstandig, so therefore we understand that the Tzvein Yonim bittl v'som z'chayv g'ton b'shaychus. These two things that were annulled here, in connection to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was thrown into the water. Aleph number one, their bittle have a desire of nilos. That what made it possible for Moshe Rabbeinu to flow into the water, or to float it, that he was there on the riverbank, and then it, it, his, his, the basket floated and went into the water. This was when the, 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 the Avedizara was bottled. That's number one. And also, Be'ez bittle hagzeire from kolabengoimer. And the fact that him being thrown into the water annulled the decree of the Mitzrayim to throw all the, the, the boys born into the water. So these two points, being mevatel, the of the Nilos, and being mevatel, the Gzeda of Kola Ben are related to one another. And both of them are related to Meisha Rabbeinu. He's the cause of the Bittl of the Gzeda of Kola Ben and also, he's uh, flowing into the river only when David is his bottle. So this machine shall you So what's, what's the connection here? Why are these two things connected? And both of these are specifically accomplished through Meshir Rabbeinu. So we'll understand this. We first need to understand on a deeper level, what is really the intention of the Mitzrayim when they made this Gzeda that all baby boys born should be thrown into the Nilus? From them was the Teireh that sailed, nit nor vegendem klolis Gzeda from Parai. From the fact that the Teireh doesn't just tell us about the Gzeda of Parai in general terms, which is that in Benu Vamitan I say, that all baby boys should be killed. But also how this should be done, that they should be thrown into the Nilus. Let's move on, so we understand that this detail of how this is going to be done is also relevant. It's not just a detail of the Gzeda. 
or a detail that explains the reason for this gzeda. That since the astrologers saw that the savior of Yidin will be punished with water, so he thought that the decree should be that let's fulfill this right now and throw him into the Nilus now. So it explains why he chose Dafka this Gzeda. Now, this is not an adequate explanation why the Pasuk has to tell us of this. Because Sof Sof, Maynaf Gemine from Wissen, Dem Prat. Why is it necessary to know this detail that this is what the Gzeda is? Was Damals erged Vekzech my time? And then you ask the question, why was this the Gzeda? Why did Pari want Dafke and this Eifen? And then you give the answer that the reason is because they saw that the leader of Yidin will be punished with water. If you won't give the reason in the first place, so you won't have to explain. Or again, if you won't give the way of how Pari wants to fulfill his Gzeda in the first place, so then you won't have to give a reason for it. So this whole detail is extra. In the end of the day, there's no reason to, for the Teda to point this out. So nor, so rather, the reason why the Teda tells us not only the actual Gzeda, but also how the Gzeda will be fulfilled, this is an Indian Ikri in Golis Mitzrayim. Because this is something over here that was very uh, critical to the whole Golis of Mitzrayim. This gzeda of the way the tashlichu, the way they're going to be killed, expresses the whole entire content of what Golas Mitzrayim Beruchnius was all about. The beer in them explanation here is that tachlis umuchovim from gzeda's para is bashtanen in hayyoyre tashlichu in nilus. This was para's objective to take the Yidin and to throw them into the Nilus, which is the Aved Zara from Mitzrayim. To take Yidin, this is not only a Gashmi as the Gagalus, but the Ruchni as the Gagalus was, that Yidin should be thrown into the Aved Zara of Mitzrayim. It says, Parai had gewalt, as Yidin zon veren arayin geworfen und der Trumken in der Aved Zara from Mitzrayim. Parai's desire was that the Yidin should be thrown into, they should be immersed and they should be drowning in the Aved Zara of Mitzrayim. That's why the Torah brings up this point. Das was the Mitzrayim hom gedin zum Nilus. So let's understand on a deeper level what is this Avedezara. It's a strange thing that the Mitzrayim are serving the Nilus as their Avedezara. Why? So the reason why they served Avedezara as a Nilus is bepashto. So simply it's understood given the far. The reason was was at that taich is given by derech ateva the makif and zeh panasa. Naturally, this was the source of their entire panasa. He do as it's known as Mitzrayim, a land where it's getting nitkein regnets. And it's a place where it doesn't rain ever. So then how does anything grow? It's verbunden with them, was the Nilus is oile on mashke de felde. That the Nilus flows over and it irrigates the fields. That's their only source of water. Everything grows from the Nilus. So therefore, this can bring, this can lead to make a mistake and to convince yourself. As the Parnasse on Chiyune von Mitzrayim, kumt mit von that the Parnasseh, the livelihood of Mitzrayim, God forbid, does not come from the Ebishter. You see that the source comes from the water of the Nilus that irrigates the, uh, that irrigates the fields. If you live in a place where you will rely on rain, so you raise your eyes above to heaven and you hope for the rain to come. So there you clearly feel that the rain is dependent on the Ebishter. And the Nilus is Oilo Mashke. The Nilus comes and it overflows and it irrigates the fields. Is Nitniker the uphangekite from the Mevishn? So here you don't see the dependence on the Abishter 
for the, even for the Teva, that the way it happens in the world, but you don't see that the Eivish is controlling this Teva, and therefore you could eventually come to the mistake to think that the Teva has a Kayach of its, of its own. It's not Tali and the Eivish at all. Now, this is Tali and Teva for Nilus. It's the nature of the Nilus itself. And the far is the Givare and the Avedezara from Mitzrayim. That's the reason why the Nilus became the Avedezara that the Mitzrayim served. So with this we understand what really the Gzeira of Pare is all about. That the Yidin should be thrown into this Nilus. That Yidin should also become subservient and throw, throw themselves under the laws of nature. That things with them should also be everything according to nature without recognizing the Eibishter that's within nature. In order that this Gzeire of throwing Yidin into the Nilos, in other words, into the Kayach of Teva, should actually have its effect and it should rule over Yidin, is das Durchdem, was by Zei is Friere given, the Yiridim Mitzrayim. So the stages to this. This was only possible after the Yidin come down to Mitzrayim. As long as Yidin wore in Eretz Yisrael, which is Eretz, a land where the Ebishter's eyes are upon it constantly, which means, Eretz Yisrael is a place where you can see openly how the Ebishter is orchestrating everything and every detail that happens. Which is expressed also by the fact It's a land that relies on rain in the specific seasons, only in the summer when it rains, that, that, that's how everything grows in Eretz Yisrael. And not only does it rely on rain like in other places in the world, but the Gemara says Eretz Yisrael, Mashka Isaac, Kodesh Baruch in Eretz Yisrael, the rain there comes from the Ebishter himself. In the rest of the world, the Ebishter brings the rain through a shliach. So when you live in such a place like Eretz Yisrael, there's no room at all for atos, for the mistake of that a person should look at what he accomplished and say that it's my might, it's the nature of the world and of what I have done that brought me about this chayel, this riches that I had. He says to himself, look, I plowed and I planted and this is enough of what I've done here. You can very easily see as that it's the Eibishter that gives you the ability to do everything you accomplish. This is when they are in Eretz Yisrael. Even more than this. As long as Yaakov and his children were alive, even after they came to Mitzrayim, so the Gzeira of Pare and the Yidin was not possible to take effect at all. Since when they were in Eretz Yisrael, so they openly saw that everything even within nature depends on the Eibishter, the Far, so therefore as a Philippines is going to come in an art, where even when they arrive to a place where you do not see the reliance on the Ebishter in the same way, and all you see is the nature alone. This, however, did not cause them to forget and to completely hide over the truth. What they've seen with their own eyes before of godliness. 
and this had an effect on them. in even coming into Mitzrayim, the idea that they should still have at least the knowledge and even if they can't see it anymore, but they could still have the understanding and the recognition as teva that the teva itself is also controlled by the Eibushter. So therefore, as long as, as one of the Shvatim were alive, the Gzeira of Parai wasn't a possibility Bechlal. We're talking over here about the deeper understanding of what this Gzeira is, the Gzeira that Yidin should be thrown under Teva, without having the recognition that the Eibishter controls Teva. Al-Derech Funes, just like the concept of a miracle Bechlal, what does the word Nes in Loshon Kaidish mean? It also means Loshon Harama, to lift up, which means as Nes, if it's lifting up, so that means it's lifting up something. What is it lifting up? It's lifting up the nature itself. In other words, the approach and the understanding a person has regarding nature, when a ness happens, it's not just this extraordinary occurrence that a person says, oh, this is outside of nature. What it does is it opens up your eyes to actually see what the teva itself is. It brings you to see that even nature itself is also constantly being orchestrated by the Eibishter himself. So this is what the Yaakov and the Shvatim had, that they saw openly the Eibishter, the Ashkoch HaPratis and Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, even when they come to a place where things could only be seen naturally, nevertheless, they still have the recognition that it's being controlled by the Eibishter. No, nochtem vivayomos Yosef v'cholecha v'chol aderahu. After Yosef and his brothers and the entire generation that came from Eretz Yisrael passes away, there was no one remaining from those that came from Eretz Yisrael. In the footnote, the Rebbe discusses that seemingly there were some that remained, but uh, the Rebbe clarifies that, in other words, meaning at least the majority of the generation passed away. This is the real Yerid, the real descent into Mitzrayim, not only physically to the land of Mitzrayim, but now being in a place where all you see is nature. You don't know of anything other than you see over here. They didn't have that experience of Eretz Yisrael. This is what made it possible for them, for Parai to make his Gzeireh, to throw the Yidin into the Nilos, meaning that Yidin should think and have the outlook that nature is in control of what happens in this world. So as we see over here, the Rebbe is explaining that there are three stages in Klal Yisrael. There's when they are in Eretz Yisrael, when they're in a place where they see godliness openly, when things are clear, directly to see it. Then there's when you come down to Mitzrayim, but you still have that impression of what you saw in Eretz Yisrael that gives you the right outlook regarding the nature of Mitzrayim. And then you have the final Yerida, where you, where you do not even have at all that experience of Eretz Yisrael, the next generation, and here Parai wanted to implement his Gzeire to completely tear them away from what they heard and what, they, what their Amunah that they had from before, that everything is controlled by the Eibishter. As we'll see later on in the Sikha, the Rebbe will discuss these three stages. So here, when Yidin are in Mitzrayim, and the main exile of Mitzrayim is not just the physical Golos, but this Ruchni is the Golos. So here is where Moshe Rabbeinu comes to redeem the Yidin. He's Mashiach Shri Yisrael, he's the redeemer of Yidin, while Er is the Raya Mehemna. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the faithful shepherd. Which means, was his Mamshech Hamunah in Yidin. He draws and brings and reveals the belief that Yidin has, 
as a pile sign be pile that a munah that every yid has, but not necessarily does it have an impact on their behavior. So Moshe Rabbeinu draws down and brings their munah that it should actually affect them. As oich dart where they have absolutely no vision to see the truth, to see godliness. And they were even also in a situation where they didn't have the right recognition. They were already the next generation that all they knew was Mitzrayim and the Nilos and nature. Hotarev Gitan, so Moshe Rabbeinu came and accomplished. As by Yidin's alaycht in the Amunah Bashem, that that Amunah that a Yidin essence has should be revealed and should, be, should shine, should be active. And with the Kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu, with this Amunah that's shining by them, they were able to go against the Gzeira of Parai, which is that a Yid should be under the laws of nature. Although even before Moshe Rabbeinu comes, the Yidin have this Kayach of Amunah. As the Gemara tells us, every Yid, from the moment he's born, he's a believer, a, a son of a believer. A Muna, which is something which is hovering above the person, is not sufficient that it should actually change the behavior of the person. And here the Rebbe in Order 40 brings a very important Maimah Chazal, which is quoted very often in Karya. You find a Ganev, he's a thief, and he's tunneling under a person's house to go into the house to steal. And while he's doing his work as a Ganev, he calls out to Hashem, Hashem, help me be successful in what I'm doing. Does he believe or does he not believe? If he believes, why is he doing what he's doing? He believes. But belief is something that comes from a very deep place in your neshama, but in the actual behavior of the person that's outside of the source of your neshama, it doesn't actually have an impact. Over there, the way a person is functioning, is in actuality, there's, no, it's, there's a certain disconnect of the amun of the neshama to his behavior. That's what it means when it says it's makif, it's so, so to speak hovering, it doesn't impact them bepnimius. So therefore the amuna that Eden have in their essence is not enough to actually change their outlook and their behavior. In order that the amuna that a Yid has should actually change your, the way your lifestyle and your behavior. This is what it means, faithful shepherd. So also means that he feeds them amuna. That he feeds it just like when you eat something, you digest it, it becomes part of who you are. To bring down that amuna, that it should become something that you identify with, that it becomes yours, that you, you, you start behaving this way. Besides meaning faithful shepherd, also means that he feeds amuna. So this is Moshe Rabbeinu, Goyalan Shal Yisrael, or Moshiach Shal Yisrael. He's not just coming to save the Eden, the Gashmi is from Mitzrayim, but he's coming to save them from the Gzeire and from the real Golos, the real Ruchni is the Golos, that there was, that Eden should be under the laws of nature. So we find also regarding Moshe Rabbeinu even before he comes to Mitzrayim, was the Pasuk is Medayik. What was Moshe Rabbeinu doing when he left Mitzrayim for many, many years? And he became a shepherd. So he was the shepherd of the sheep of his father-in-law Yisrael. And the Pasuk adds that who was his father-in-law? He was a priest in Midian. 
The so you can ask the question, Let's move on. The fact that the Teda tells us that he was a shepherd, that's understood. Valkiyudua, the Medrash explains this, is das given the achane undem oisproof from Meish Rabbeinu al-Tzrei Yisrael. This was preparing, these years was preparing Meish Rabbeinu and actually testing him to see if he is the right leader to take Yidin out of Mitzrayim. As the Medrash there describes that the way he treated his sheep, the attention he gave them for all their needs, was to bring out in him this power of being the leader of Klal Yisrael. Aber, however, was in the Gea that Goshe, as that is given the Roya from Son Yisroy, and Altskayim Midian Dafke. Why is it letting us know that these were the sheep of his father in law, which was the priest in Midian? Why is that detail necessary? Now, the Renyim Pnimi in them, so the deeper understanding here is, in Son Yisroy, is in the Gevan Chaylei Diktusha. So it says in the Medrash that in these sheep of Yisroy, there was there was powers of holiness that were there, or as in the Lashon that it uses in many other places, holy sparks, Nitzaitzis of Kedusha that was there. Being their shepherd, Moshe Rabbeinu was elevating them. He was bringing them closer into holiness. And therefore the Pasek tells us that these sheep belonged to Yisrael, the priest in Midian, which means, even those holy sparks that have fallen in the world to such a low place, even found by the a priest for Avedezara. Biz, what kind of a priest was he? There was no Avedezara in the world that he didn't serve. Even the sparks that fell into the lowest place of Avedezara, brings them close and elevates them out into holiness. That's who Moshe Rabbeinu is when he's preparing to become a leader of Klal Yisrael to take them out of Golis. So we see already this point that we're speaking about already, that Moshe Rabbeinu has the Kayach to elevate the Yidin from the Avedizara of Mitzrayim, of the nature of the Nilos. Moshe Rabbeinu was doing this with the sheep of Yisrael. And the far is thus given the Achana from Moshe Rabbeinu, to sein von Yidin in Mitzrayim. So this prepares Moshe Rabbeinu to be the faithful shepherd of Yidin to take them out of Mitzrayim. And what does Mitzrayim here mean? As a filet, zayindig in a matzev, was is nittok kenriye, un a filet kenasogin elokos, in a golos, the spiritual golos of Mitzrayim, where you can't see godliness, you can't even recognize and comprehend godliness at all. As is nittok begoli nor di anogasateva, all you see is nature, the laws of nature. Is Moshe given the Raya Mehemna? Moshe Rabbeinu is the faithful shepherd. For Satan says Meirer, and Mamshir given the Amuna Bashem in Apnimius. And Moshe Rabbeinu awakens in them and draws out from them the belief that they have from the Eibushter that it should come and affect them Apnimius, that it should change their behavior, they should start living life with this Amuna. That's the Kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu, and this is the preparation of Moshe Rabbeinu that already began when he was working by Yisra and elevating these holy sparks from the Avedizara. Das is der Kesha. Now coming back to the beginning. So this is the connection. From the time of the birth of Meish Rabbeinu. So we see the two things that was accomplished when he was placed in the Nilus. The fact that when his basket with Meish Rabbeinu in it flows into the Nilus, this is when the Avedizara of the Nilus is annulled. And this also causes to annul the decree of that all the baby boys should be thrown into the Nilos, that was also, was also annulled. 
Weil sie sind in der Pneumiest der Selberinien. Being bewattelt auf die Zara und being bewattelt die Gseira, throwing the Yidden into the Nilus, is one of the same thing. The Gseira, Yoyre Tashlichu, this whole decree of throwing the Yidden into the Nilus, is verbunden mit dem, was der Yoyre is David the Zara von Mitzrayim. The reason why Pari chooses this Gseira is because he wants Yidden to be thrown into, to be immersed into the Avedi Zara of the nature of, of the world. Und durch dem, was Meishe, Raya Mehemne, so dem, when Meishe Rabbeinu, the faithful shepherd, is neilat und nimshach geworden zu the Yidin in Golis Mitzrayim. When he was born, from the moment he's born, as the Rebbe in the Ha'ara 49 star brings from the Medrash, mitchilas b'riyasei niskan l'golis Yisrael. He's born to be the redeemer of Yidin. So from the moment he's born, he has this effect. Bis zum ikra galus v'ashibot, and the main effect is to take Yidin out of the main, the primary, Subjugation to the Mitzrayim in Im Ya'ir, which is this Nilos, David Zara, the Kayach of the Teva that the Yidin, that the Mitzrayim were trying to schlep the Yidin into. Hot Erge Gaben, them Kayach, so Moshe Rabbeinu empowers the Yidin to Mulchama Haben, Gagen David Zara from Nilos, to fight against this David Zara of the Nilos, um Bemele, as Eich Batl Gavarin de Gzeire. So therefore, this annulled the decree of the Yidin being thrown into, being immersed into this Klippe, into the Nilos, because now the Yidin have the Kayach. To fight this, so the Gzaira was bottled. Now the Rebbe applies this to our Aveda. This Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is something that we experience, so we should experience every single day. The obligation of Vachol, Dair, Vadair, and every single day, Chai Vadam Lurus Asatzma, Kilo Yatzam, and Mitzrayim. The phone is Fashtandek, so we understand from this. As the Ale in Yonim Kloliyim Anal, all the main points we spoke about over here, the whole outlook of a Yid in this world. On nature, what is nature? So now going back to the stages of Klal Yisrael, there is the time period when Yaakov and his children and his family were in Eretz Yisrael. And there they see godliness openly before they come to Mitzrayim. They come down to Mitzrayim and then the Golis of Mitzrayim. So as the Rebbe pointed out before, that there are two stages to this. It's when they come down to Mitzrayim, but that generation that was in Eretz Yisrael is still alive, and then eventually they pass away, and then they enter fully into the Golas of Mitzrayim. And then Meishe Rabbeinu comes and redeems Yidin from Mitzrayim. So you have this in the Aveda of every single Yid, every single day. is. The, the right order of the Aveda of every Yid, every single day is as follows. Beis HaKnesses. First you go to the Beis HaKnesses, the place of Davening. And then we Beis HaKnesses, the Beis HaMedrash. From the place of Davening you go to the Beis HaMedrash, which is a place for learning Teira. On from Beis HaMedrash, Suhanik Ba'em, Minik Derech And then there from the Beis HaMedrash, you go out into the world to, to work for business. And the Rebbe here brings from the Lashon that it says, and then in the Shulchan Aruch, in the Maim Chazal, in the beginning, kumt Avedis Atfila. First thing comes the Aveda of Davening. Danach limudat Teira, and then comes to learn Teira. Danach the Askos and Sarchi Panasa, and then a person could go out and occupy himself with what he needs to get done for his Parnasa. So what's the order of these three things? Durach Avedis Atfila. What is the davening all about? Is Ayid Mamshir Gilei Alukus Benafshay. Davening is an experience of connecting to the Eibushter on a level where he reveals and opens godliness to him. 
Biz in the Eifun from Riebelokos and Davening is to the extent that you connect to the Eibishter openly and directly. Like when you have an open vision that you see right in front of you, so the connection of Davening should be as clear and as direct as when you have that clear vision. And this comes after the preparations that a person makes before davening. If you just come to daven and say words, so then this doesn't, you don't have any connection, needless to say, a connection on this level of Riyah. But you prepare for davening. And then also, all the psukim that we say in Psukim de Zimra, the first parts of davening, where we speak about praising the Eibishter and so on, so then, this proper preparation, kutmen to Kriyashma, and then you finally come to Kriyashma, which is Vashma. When you say Shema, is Rashatevis, Su'u, Marem, Einechem, even though the, the translation of Shema means listen, but the Rashatevis of the word Shema is lift up your eyes, Ru'u, to see. So not just to listen, but actually to see, to see godliness. To see godliness. Similar to the way it was when they were in Eretz Yisrael, Kanal Sifei, a place where they saw godliness openly. Nachtem, following following Kriya Shema, that is, you come to Shemayin Esra. Tfilah when you come and you daven Shemayin Esra, where you stand quietly in one place, which is Ka'avde Kamimore, like a servant that's directly in front of his master. Bittel Gomer, you stand there with an absolute bittel, you don't daven loud, there's no motion, there's no movement, just davening and speaking to the Eibishter with an absolute bittel. Biz, as bitchilasa, in the beginning of Shemayin Esra, or Kagdome, as an introduction to Shemayin Esra, Zokta, what do you say? Adnai Svasai Tiftach, the Eibishter will open my lips. It's not, I can't even open my lips myself. The Eibishter has to open my lips. Ufi is nor yagid v'yamshech t'hilasecha. And therefore then, my mouth will just say and draw down your praise that you've placed into my mouth. I myself have nothing to say. It's not me. The Eibishter opens my mouth and I speak. That's the level of bitl that there is when a person is davening Shmei Nesra. Following davening, gatemen up. So you, then you step away. From this level of Riyah that you have in Kriyashma. And then the absolute level of Bittol in Shmei Nesre. And here to come down from Davening, to bring this down into the world, so there's two stages to this. So I'll have the first stages, coming down from the Davening into the Beis Medrash, which is Lumadat to learn. But thus is, Vichachmasi is Barach, Vedgenumen, Durachavonas, Vasagas Adam. The experience of learning Taita is bringing the wisdom of the Eibishter into your Metzias, into who you are, that you could understand the, the Eibishter's Taita. In other words, here the person can't come and sit in front of a Seifa and learn and just have absolute Bittel. Adarabe, here a person has to learn and think and understand. Like Zayn so he's taking the Eibishter into him according to his comprehension. So that's bringing it down a level into the Metzius of the person. Ober, however, this Yedide, over here, this level where it's about the person comprehending in his connection to the Eibishter, is a Yedide, legabidem gilifun lekos, obit This is a step away, a step down from that level where he sees the Eibishter. And he's with absolute bittal that he has in his davening. Doch, however, is in them fart nikid de pula Here, when the person is learning after davening, this is not a yiride where he steps away from his davening completely. You can still see the effect of the davening in his learning. Der gilo yalakos benafshe. 
Because he davens. And you have a revelation of godliness in your davening. So this affects also his learning, that when he learns, you can learn Taita. And since you're using your mind, your own comprehension, you could learn and come up with your own ideas and understand things that are not according to Taita. But if a person has the proper bittle in his learning, so then even when he learns and he is understanding, he will learn and understand and interpret things correctly according to the way they have to be al Now this is, this stage of Yiride is al derech, the Yiride lemitzrayim b'chaye Yaakov Abanov. When the Yidin come down from Eretz Yisrael into Mitzrayim, so they already are stepping away from the place where you have that open, clear connection to the Ebeshter, which is represented in the Davening, in the Shemayin Esra, or before that in the Kriyishma. And here you're coming down to Mitzrayim, it's a Yirida. However, they're, they're the children of Yaakov and the generation that saw is still alive, meaning you're bringing that experience into the next stage. Over here you're bringing the experience of the Davening into the learning Teireh as well, to affect and to, and to have the proper attitude in your learning. Bays and then comes the next level of Yirideh, when he then goes down and out and away from his learning, also out into his business. So then, because of the tremendous concealment that exists within nature, so here you're stepping away from your davening and your learning, and it's possible to forget of the godliness that is here, that's really present everywhere in the world. In order for a person to constantly remember that it's the Eibishter that gives you the power to accomplish anything. And everything you do in business should be according to what it says in Shulchan Aruch. As the Eibishter wants. So here you have to bring that Amunah that a Yid has that's with him constantly, that takes him wherever he goes. And that amuna has to be awakened and be drawn down in a pnimius that it should affect his behavior the entire day. So that's the third stage, and that's the golos that, uh, that uh, every yid experiences when he goes out into his work, away from his davening and away from his learning. And here's the kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu, the main effect of Moshe Rabbeinu is regarding this stage, to bring the kayach of Amunah for a Yid, even when he's outside of the Beis HaKnesses and outside of the Beis HaMedrish, to have that Amunah wherever he goes. Thus is the Ayrav, as Sayyid, of Haris Naman from Kalanala and Avedis Hashem. So here is the important lesson that every Yid has to take out from all of this in his Aveda. Aleph number one, Adar Vissen. What you must know is, as the Ravegen from Davenen, to go away from your place of davening, when you have an opportunity to, to speak to the Ebishter directly, to see openly, and also with an absolute bittle to the Ebishter. When you go away from that, you have to realize, I'm going down a level. Yes, what I'm doing is required according to Shulchan Aruch. That's the next stage of the day. The Abish created the world in such a way that you have to then go out and then down and eventually into the world, into business. But you only do this not because you desire this, not because your heart lies there. Not only just like Chazal tell us when, when Yaakov and his family came down to Mitzrayim and Bepashtus, and you also apply this in your Aveda very simply, that I'm only going here because this is what Abishta wants, by force, so to speak. 
I'm leaving the shul, I'm leaving this place where I naturally belong, where I feel at home, where I'm together with Hashem. And I'm going out into a world where it's dark and it's concealment and I don't see godliness only because this is the Ratzin of Hashem. That's on one hand. This is the attitude of a Yid. You have to know where you feel at home, where you feel comfortable, where is your connection to the Ebishter, and where it's a Yid, where I really don't belong. Beis, but on the other hand, you're going here and you're coming here and there's nothing what you have to be afraid of. Although this is a tremendous Yerida, going from the Bittel Gomer of Shemayin Esra, down to the world where there's an absolute hell in the Hester, tremendous Yerida with a great extreme. This is not a place where you see godliness. And while you're in business, even the comprehension, the recognition of godliness is also not necessarily there. His mind is preoccupied with thinking about the things that he's doing in his business. But when you awaken this power of Moshe that exists within the soul of every single Yid, so this reveals the Amunah you have in the Eibishter, more importantly, to bring this amuna that it should be fed, it should be satiate you, it should, it should be like something you digested and it becomes part of who you are, the way you function. And therefore this will pull you out of any personal exile that you have while you're out in the street and you become influenced by the darkness and the concealment in the world. So by, by elevating yourself and constantly reminding yourself of this amuna that you have inside your soul, so it elevates you out of your galos. And you could see in everything you do, so you come to see, similar to what you can see in davening, the open connection to the Eibishter, you'll come to see also in everything you do outside that the eyes of the Eibishter are upon you constantly from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. You see the open of the Eibishter and everything you do, even in business. This is the personal goal that a person can accomplish through awakening the Moshe and his soul. Then, from your own personal gula, you come to the gula, to the gula kaklalis, al yidei, Mashiach tzedkeinu, to the final gula through Mashiach tzedkeinu, sheyelecheinu, l'artzeinu, which will lead us into the holy land, the karev mamish spirally in our days.